0: Hello and welcome back to the Batuta Advocate Radio Show. Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Errol Parker and as always I'm joined by the man who was once commonly known as Dancing Clancy
1: overall. Yes, yes, A throwback to my boxing troop days. Thank you, Errol, and thanks for joining us today, listeners. That was quite some time ago, Errol, of course, in my days in the Brophy tent. But today we're coming to you live from the Baxter booth in downtown Batuta, and we'll be joined shortly by some very, very interesting characters, some real characters in the sense that they, uh, they'll make you laugh, they certainly make us laugh, and they're here to talk everything origin uh, ahead of the all-important series decider. Mm, that's right. It's game three, and it's all
0: on the line. Mate against mate, state against state, in the greatest gladiatorial spectacle known to man. And we've got the guys from the More Fired Up
1: podcast to help us dissect all the biggest talking points. Yes, they're friends of the show, from the Diamantina Media Network, who can be found on whatever platform you get your podcast from, and provide a regular update of quality rugby league dribble every week. I do find them quite
0: intellectual, actually, which is always interesting in this space.
1: They're not titans of intellect like Gus Gould or, or Ray Warren, but they do offer up interesting and thought-provoking takes on the greatest game of all. Um, we look forward to uh, to talking to them.
0: Now, Dennis Carnahan and Chris Gale... No, not that Chris Gale. Chris Gale from the More Fired Up podcast are about to step into the Baxter booth. But keep an eye out for Dennis's very funny show, Rugby League The Musical which is stopping at Toowoomba, Brisbane and the Gold Coast this week on Thursday the July 11th uh, in Toowoomba, the Garden City, Friday the 12th in Brisbane and Sunday the 14th on the Gold Coast.
1: It's doing other parts of the East Coast uh, this July and August, so keep an eye out for it. It's a very funny and unique show, and I'll be very curious to see how some of his Queensland-centric content goes up there. Because remember, this is the man that wrote, That's in Queensland. Of course, the eternal sledge dished out towards us uh, Maroons fans every origin. So make sure you don't miss it. You can grab the tickets on Mosh Tix. And for all you non-rugby league diehards, just just go with it. Just go with it. I'm sure you'll enjoy yourselves. You're listening to Errol Parker and Clancy Overall Editors of the Batuta Advocate On Desert Rock FM Where the f*** are ya? It's a Batuta Advocate radio show There's four toey humans in the Baxter Boots recording studio It's 20 to 4 and our c*** f- are fat And f- ready to spurt sauce And you're in bed f- me Fire up you sad it's the Origin special. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We've got the boys from Fire Up in the studio today. Um, we'll make a decision later as to whether or not we bleep that, but I think it's pretty organic. It's a pretty big part of the uh, rugby league history, really. You
2: could rhyming slang it out and put in a few Carmichael Hunts and Michael Lux Yeah. to make it uh, sanitise it.
3: We've retired Carmichael Hunt because no one knows who he is now because he plays rugby union. <laughs> yeah. yeah, So we've substituted in Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt Which is not as alliterative, but it still gets the general message across.
1: Carmichael Hunt was one of those ones that Ray Warren struggled with. Yes, uh, the ABC <laughs> struggled as well as a couple of times <laughs> where uh,
2: <laughs> they started, Who was it? One of the sideline eyes started calling him Harmichael, 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 and <laughs> David Morrow's like, "I know what you're doing. Stop it, Harmichael, Harmichael!" And
1: suddenly he burst out with it. He lost it. <laughs> Now well, we've got two visionaries of rugby league, two uh, commentators, analysts, I guess you could also say we've got mirrors, <laughs> mirrors. We just reflect rugby league. <laughs> we've got Dennis and Chris from Fire up in the studio today for the Origin special and there's a lot to talk about, isn't there?
3: It's always a lot to talk about um, Clancy when Origin is around mm-hmm. and uh, we're prepared to do that.
1: That's good. Well you know as you know, you're talking to two Queensland supporters. And presumably you were two blues supporters. Um, well, no.
2: No. No, see I was born and raised in the in the federal capital, so I'm a child of the Federation. Ooh. I'm above this interstate nonsense. Yeah, right. So I believe I can flim flam it. With the arrogance only a Canberran can have, I believe I can flim flam.
1: Oh, so you like you actually are you are like how people from New South Wales and Queensland imagine people in the ACT would be where they pick sides according to who they prefer. Well, well
2: generally generally whoever favors it you know, I've, I've gone for Queensland for quite a while because I've had Papali as the sole Raiders representative <laughs> even though of course he's not a Canberra he's a, he's a Kiwi from the North <laughs> Island of Queensland but uh, they've got Jackie Boy Whiten so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm it's not so much I'm going for them I just hope A. they don't get injured and B. He doesn't have he doesn't have the same hands he had last Saturday. That's what I'm hoping for, Jackie boy.
3: But, but Dennis wrote that's in Queensland. Yeah. You know that yeah, yeah. legendary tune that seemed to be to be written from
1: a New South Wales point of view. Have I got that wrong?
2: No, that it wasn't at all. It was written from an entirely um, neutral point of view.
1: <laughs> and that's the beauty it, it, of it. It, it just and happened to get sung by every single member of the continuous call team every time we <laughs> mentioned Greg Inglis. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. But it did.
2: It did also happen that Queenslanders have adopted it, and um, I've been given a certificate of Queenslandership by Special Minister of State Sterling Hitchcliffe, because I identified that Queensland is not just arbitrary lines made up by humans put on a map. It is in fact mm. a higher on a higher existential plane. Yeah. Would
0: you life. disagree with that? It's, no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well. Disagree. I'd say that's why people from the territory tend to go for the maroons because well, I think they're on that same tropical wavelength. Where I think the people from the Australian capital territory down there in the cold country, I think they should really start to wake up to themselves. And So, and, you have
2: the states telling the Federation what to do? Is that, yep, is that what yep. it's come to?
0: Yeah, <laughs> they are. Uh, the ACT is, is the, the tiny baby that it is engulfed by the bosom of New South Wales. Ooh, and I think they boy. should really. Uh, pay New South Wales the respect I think like most
2: most Canberrans would consider themselves like they'd be Blues fans mm-hmm. yep. most of them most of them would be
0: my, my concern is now that
3: a lot of New South Wales fans aren't going for New South Wales yeah because I mean do you really want to destroy the Mitchell Pierce narrative by him steering around the park <laughs> to a victory next Wednesday I mean because that, that, there, there are so many New South Wales fans who you know, reach out to me and tell me how much they hate Mitchell Pierce.
2: It's it, Star Wars Episode Ten, and Darth Vader wins. That's what it is. Yeah. The the evil empire conquers all. If if uh, if New South Wales wins, yeah, one
1: he's a bit of a like a Professor Snape figure, isn't he? <laughs> you guys have felt like it's been Whoa. tough love. He was a good guy in the end. Yeah, I know that's the way it could go, but people only remember how mean Snape was.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't really look at Mitchell Pierce and think, "Geez." Snape. That's a mean bloke. No. Cruel might be the word. There's a nice, like, a Labrador that is... <laughs> With a pink nose, he's wagging <laughs> his tail. Give but, us a pat. Well, it's yeah. kind of like his dad was a bulldog, though.
3: Gal got a win. Like, yeah. he got one win, right? Yeah. And everyone will remember Gal for the reason Channel 9 employs him. So they have Billy Slater mm-hmm. to explain to the viewers what it's like to win an Origin, and Gal <laughs> to explain what it's like to lose. Yeah. <laughs> but surely there's some sort of karmic thing that will give Mitchell this... You know, you hate to say Mitchell give the dog a bone. It just doesn't work, does it? Um, but he w- he won't be remembered for being a great Origin player. But maybe this is just some sort of
2: it would almost be torture if he did because he, he'll come in Billy Slater like for the one game if they do get the win. But he kind of hasn't done the hard yards, hasn't been there for the whole series. So his, uh, for his narrative, I could just he win the medal. To- Imagine that. Is that Isn't that be fantastic? <laughs> Don't know what the numbers are yet, but if he gets three and no one else has got – there's only been ones and twos handed out, possibly.
3: That was the best quote from Origin 2018 when Slater won the medal and he went, oh, wow.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you guys think that uh, young Cleary is at risk of getting himself in that uh, vortex that Mitchell Pierce is in, in terms of the, the lesser son of greater size who keeps getting picked?
2: Well, I don't know he did um, like he did win the series last year he was involved in that yeah. in this, uh, he does play a lot better when he's got one Jay Maloney standing next to him there's yeah. no question of that <laughs> as Jay he's- Maloney played a lot better with
1: or without him yeah. <laughs> he's been a divisive figure this year uh, young Nathan mm. in terms of selections and, and I mean I guess you know what the Blues are good at because I guess it's PTSD from the eight in a row is turning on each other. Yeah, yeah. Just, just mm. like it, that's almost a trait of being a Blues fan is criticising the massive, massive coaching operation that they have <laughs> for the Blues and just well, saying what they would have done.
0: There is one person who is the most fucked out of anyone if the Blues win and that's the coach whisperer. Well, that guy. Oh, no. So I think His can, entire business model's fucked.
2: He, he can write a narrative to make himself clear because I think you'll find, you look at Kevy's narrative in Kevy's words. Mm. I think kevy has gone rogue. Yeah. He was whispered in the first game, done, done, done. We're going to win. We're going to win. Yep. But before the second game, Kevy has thought, I'm bigger than the coach whisperer. I can do without him. And he, so he's done away with him. And what happened? Smashed. All right. So now, he, he has done away with him. Well, he hasn't. He's not, in the, he's not in his ear. Chris, do you have anything to add to well, that? Well,
3: <laughs> I, I, I might have a little bit of a relationship with Bradley Charles Stubbs. That's he all I want to draw, say. He, he drank the Kool-Aid.
1: And he, he, you know him.
3: I know him very well. And <laughs> uh, and, you know, and you know, I'm under certain barriers about what I can say. But let's put it this way. There was a lot of talk about his rate at five grand plus GST after game one. Per hour. You're right. Now it's GST. <laughs> per hour. The result of Queensland in Game Two is exactly as Dennis said. uh, The vernacular in New South Wales started to creep in. There were too many media interviews being given, and they went away from the one percenters. So Kevy did go Rogan off script. So Bradley's rate actually went up after Game Two. Okay. Right? Because it was clear that he was more valuable had he been listened to in Game Two. He will talk publicly after game three when Queensland win (laughs) (laughs) and this because I think this is actually the I told you so Mm -hmm. game it's either I told you so Kevy reinvented himself in many ways personally and continuously over the series most recently as the most Mm. emotional man in rugby league (laughs) declaring that this will be the greatest origin game ever it's the
2: wobbliest bottom lip in league and I
3: agree with him (laughs) Uh, or it'll be Freddie, I told you so. Um, I knew what I was doing when Gus told me to make those seven changes. <laughs> and <go into> <laughs> but uh, Bradley's a—he's an amazing cat, I can tell you that
1: much. Yeah. What, yeah. what else has he worked in aside from um, rugby league and uh, it sounds like rugby union? Schools. Schools. And, uh, you know. Multi-layered marketing?
3: Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Definitely nice. uh, he, he's yep. on record as that uh, he's mm-hmm. a, an alumni of Amway and aren't we Aren't we all fans <laughs> of multi-level marketing? Um, residual
1: to, income work from home
3: hello to Keith Ranieri from NXIVM good luck with that life sentence um, <laughs> he, he's also I mean it's the, the lesser known things he took the Pakistan women's one day uh, cricket team from 11th to 4th on the world rankings last year you didn't know that did you I did not know that yeah, how about that and, and, <laughs> I'm still not convinced and his daughter's an Instagram model okay so he's a, he's, he's a multiple level threat but His life story is a movie. There's no doubt about it. He was a a professional surfer destined for greatness, suffered an injury. Uh, This is all he discloses this. uh, um, Became a heroin addict. uh, Was in a sanitarium twice. And then life's harsh lessons connected him to what uh, is now uh, a very successful practice. And I think that people don't understand is that nobody coaches the coaches, right? Mm -hmm. Bradley Mm -hmm. understands that. (laughs) And he has just a, a very, very unique way of looking. Robbo from... The Roosters mm-hmm. says he's an intense guy with some clear ideas. I use some of them. Mm-hmm. Kevy, I think, was a little less subtle. I mean, you, kn- you know, he's on the script. You knew he was on the script when he started doing the finger pointing. You know, yeah. it was just point one, uh, we expect to win. Point two, the other team. Yeah. So it's been a bit of a challenge for Kevy, I think.
1: We're listening to you guys talk about it the other day, and uh, I guess what you were saying was Queensland might have out underdogged themselves. Or overdog themselves. Overdogs. they've always been the underdogs mm. since since the days of poker machines and, you know, you guys <laughs> buying all our players and, and, you know, us having to play effectively a resident of origin match and getting towed up every year. Still and still love those games at Like I Don't. <laughs> and then eventually we, you know, we brought it back, Arty and but we remained a much smaller population, a much more marginalised community, and outside of federal elections, we really didn't have much of a say. And we've always been an underdog until this coach whisperer model of confidence yeah and uh, there was a there was a anaphylactic shock which is pretty textbook queensland the other day someone nearly died in the camp But you believed that, did you? I mean, yes.
3: Wasn't it just upping the ante in terms of mystery
1: viruses?
0: (laughs)
3: Yeah. You know, because, you know, Gago went down with a mystery virus and it barely got
0: any column inches. But Moses Mbai was all over the papers for a day. He died. I've spoken to a doctor about this and he reckons, look, if you have a reaction like that and you don't go to hospital, you didn't almost die. Yeah. Where... He was on the floor apparently and then in walks a team doctor and goes, I'll just hit him with the EpiPen and he's just come good. Did, did you not hear that the EpiPen was out of date? I think yeah. so,
3: so, that, so. They just went for the the adrenaline injection, pulp yeah. fiction style, instead? "In <laughs> You know, I mean, again, <laughs> is Queensland that budget strapped that they can't afford, a, you know, a, a, a within time epipen? Right. Well, well,
2: at five grand an hour plus GST. Well, that's- <laughs> they've soaked yeah. up a little bit of that and cash. I think that Queensland gets.
0: You might have to do your own research if you're listening at home, but I think they get almost half of the national health budget. Yeah, right. Because that's where everyone EpiPeps. goes. When they're old and fucked, no, oh,
3: yeah. oh,
2: okay. up to Queensland. Yeah, we discussed this before. The Gold Coast, that you know, they're, they're sponsored
1: by superannuation, the Gold Coast Titans, because that's the main industry up there. It's
2: retirement. That's
1: all you do up there. Yeah. Well, a lesser-known rugby league heartland, which is the uh, crystal meth coast north of Noosa, actually, where the waves stop and you kind of hit. You know, Harvey Bay, that kind of part Harvey of the Bay's world. Harvey Bay's a nice yeah. part of the world. Well, it is, and it also has the highest number per capita in Australia of mobility scooters. Right. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's oh, Queens. Cool. People do. They do finish their marathon up in Queensland. So there's there's a lot of old codgers up there, but there's also a lot of young throbbers, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess what I'm getting at is we are no longer in the eyes of the media this year the underdogs. Are maybe going a game three we are after that hiding in Perth but that is that why we copped that hiding is because we got confident and well, acted like we were going to win it's very New
2: South Wales you, yeah. you would recall that the Courier Mail was a Gold Coast bully a couple of years ago when the backflip happened mm-hmm. in DCE they pictured him as a blue because he's no loyalty, no no integrity, no nothing. Backflip, chasing the cash. They blew. They drew insect arms on him to say you're a filthy cockroach and you should stay down there. And now they've had to take that back, and, and he's now the captain of the team. And this is again back in the day where Cam Smith. You know, Queensland's all about loyalty and mateship and sticking. And, and Queensland, it's all about Queensland. Mm. People in Queensland love Queensland mm. in a way that people in New South Wales simply don't understand because because mm. <laughs> they're just trying to build apartments and knock down stadiums and build more yeah. apartments. <laughs> yeah. Whereas in Queensland, you, can, you listen to radio in Queensland, and obviously one Bertuda will be in Queensland here, yeah. and uh, every every show starts with like. Instead of a welcome to country, oh, how good is Queensland? Isn't yeah. it great living? Isn't this the best state? We're so lucky to live in the best state in the world. Mm. You don't hear that in radio in Sydney. You don't no. hear anyone say, no. isn't this the best place in the world? So it's always had, the, like you say, the underdog, the, yeah. the, the ragtag bunch of colonials and retirees and yeah. young throbbers <laughs> all putting together to go against the evil empire. Mm. They started to lose
1: that by being arrogant. Yeah, yeah, by being cocky or even even confident, which was the weirdest thing
3: to ever. You got in uncharted territory for you guys. So I think, you know, the game two was a um, lose the battle, win the war thing that, you you know, can be masterstroke because when Queensland (laughs) win... Hi, Bradley. uh, It'll be that they sacrifice game two in order to set... Because I can't think of Queensland are about four or five dollars right now mm. and you know and it's not it's not getting any better with uh, That's good money with time yeah it's yeah. a good investment so I think you're absolutely right where you need to be yeah and there'll be more celebrations up here north of the border
2: the ambush is set the hole is dug there's a stick above it and there's a this <laughs> like a net mm. and New South Wales is walking in they're going to trip over the stick the net's going to fall the Queensland trap that's what you're calling
1: I'm loving it <laughs> are, are you still confident in New South Wales ability to lose the unlosable? supremely confident yeah and
3: uh, and i was listening to gus school six tackles with gus which which to me is for like for people who they probably get the same thing out of listening to a um a john edward show or a tony robbins motivational tape gus school to me is a spiritual text and he is saying exactly the same thing he said before game one queensland can win this i am nervous and it's simply because you guys understand deciders yeah you know, you're four you're 15 and four in all-time origin deciders, mm-hmm. New South Wales hasn't won a decider in Sydney since 2004, when I was in high school. I mean, wow. it's just looking bad. No, you were <laughs> <laughs> not I went back. I had a couple. Well, of a, what couple were you of, doing there? couple, <laughs> couple of <laughs> bridging courses. <laughs>
0: I yeah, I was in high school then. Well, if it rains, oh, some mud runners. You reckon Queensland's probably going to do their ass.
1: because everyone knows that Queensland can't play in the rain. Well, we learned that last match. Maybe it was the Perth thing. Maybe it was the fact that Queenslanders don't fly that much. You know, <laughs> flying to Perth what, is the biggest. Why would you leave? You're in the best place <laughs> in the world. Yeah, no, no, that what you're saying? It's true. It's <laughs> true.
0: Why would you leave? Mind you, to it, go and get the services of Charlie Tia? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's plenty of reasons to leave. <laughs> if, I guess if you've got a bad headache. <laughs>
3: this this actually is a current debate in rugby league about you know well you've got to play in all conditions. And again, Gus was saying that this week in his yeah. podcast, which I made sure I listened to before I came here today. <laughs> And you should be able to adjust the conditions. So the argument you know, going to your Raiders who got done up in Darwin was that you should be able to cope with the heat. No, that's a same, soft excuse. In the same yeah. way that teams come down to Canberra should be able to cope with the cold. So that's been discounted as a factor. But travel is actually accepted mm. because the Raiders took 17 hours to get from Canberra to Darwin. <laughs> Which means there's obviously an opening for a travel agent in Canberra <laughs> who can do a little bit and better than that. it's the second that. time this year so that I think they're taken right. 17 hours I think you're to right about
1: fly Queensland. somewhere. Well, flying to Perth would be the longest flight any NRL player makes in, 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 a, in, a, in a playing year. Yeah, it's, playing it's year. further
2: than New Zealand, isn't it? Yeah. 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 yeah oh, yeah, it is much further.
0: I don't know how Ray Warren likes going over there, you know, First because no, no, he there. doesn't like airplanes. W- we, we heard about yeah. what
3: happened, so he accepted that he flew, but he flew business, right. and the new Channel Nine because they're owned by like private equity now or something. Yeah, um, everyone else had to fly economy, and it was very much a talking point the whole time they were over there. And I and I felt, I felt the Channel Nine coverage was about ten percent off. I don't know if you yeah. felt that as well. well
0: if you fly. Domestically in business class, you're a fucking pig. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is no need. There is absolutely no need. You're looking at someone who does it. Who does it. Um, but
3: you know, come on, I'm two meters tall. It's, we, it's, no, it's no, a hell we
1: did the. We did a business class red eye from Perth. We actually have done it domestically after That's the on the though. tour. On the tour, yeah, we had somewhere to be the next day, so yeah, uh, we, we t- that down. Now, you guys said something interesting before, which um has stuck with me. You said that Kevy Walters might be the most emotional man in rugby league. Yeah. Mm. That is a hard-fought kind of crown. Yeah. Because I've always said Gus Gould is. I've yeah. always said Gus Gould is an emotional being. And also, the more I read, Buzz Rothfeld also is. He's just a, he, he He himself is... Well, he doesn't have that much sort of reason
0: because he hasn't had that many head knocks. Yeah. You know, I think the more times you've been... Had your head smashed against the... Cricket Lane pitch, pitch. Turf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know that makes you a bit more emotional, a little less Ooh. stoic. Yeah,
3: yeah it, it's a all variations, though, isn't it? Like I think Kevy is, because like I hated the Walters brothers when yeah. they were playing, not oh, knowing that them, Kevy man. Walters is pretty much the nicest man in rugby league, <laughs> right? And and to me, Kevy is um, a, a positive emotion. You know, he's very naked and he's he's very sincere. Gus, who's like I think you know, first of all, clearly the smartest man in rugby league, but he also he's completely driven on hate, yeah. you know, which is the actual DNA. Well, of rugby and he's level. volatile. Too. That, that's right. That's right. I mean, yeah. you do not cross that man. Did out,
2: you see right? the double take Errol took when he said "naked"?
1: <laughs> Errol, <was laughs> a... <No>. <laughs> <laughs> and, naked.
3: <laughs> Kevin Walters
1: <said>. and, <laughs> and it's better than a naked Gould, I've got to say. <laughs> Why wasn't
3: he in the commentary box in game too? There's something going on here, right? And there's definitely something. You know, I've heard the the basic rumor is is that uh, uh, Gus is the architect behind the retooled New South Wales team. Uh, he's holding his powder dry till he can go. Guys like Paul Kent after they win Game Three, yeah. And the Freddie and Gus are going as a package to the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. <laughs> Goodbye, Team After Game Three, this is what I'm hearing. Whereas Buzz Buzz, I think, has become more adorable as he's been on TV more because yep. first of all, you felt bad for him because you know, he was sweating like a dog (laughs) in his early episodes of 360 and like David Letterman, they turned the thermostat down and now you feel Buzz is just slightly off the pace. He can't say Travojevic and those sorts of things. (laughs) He's kind of like that (laughs) uncle. The
2: Travojevic.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, I think they're all emotional in their own ways. Yeah. It's
1: an emotional game. It's always been an emotional game. Uh, Who do you think from the player's perspective and this was an interesting one when uh, Hadley's son got caught with a bag of coke at the Mean Fiddler Mm. and the rugby league playing community took like they just loved it. They loved every minute of that. Carney was on Twitter saying, "Ah, I bet you're going to run him down now, Anna." Who do you think <laughs> they hate the most? I I think it's between Buzz and Hadley. They I know the players hate Buzz with a passion, particularly Cronulla players. Yeah,
3: yeah. I would have said Ben Icon. Yeah, yeah. I would have really thought they hate Ben Icon the most. Yeah. Well, you know he's he's the he's the ex-player who's reinvented himself. As a golfer. He, he, he looks like the New South Wales treasurer. <laughs> yeah.
1: he,
3: he's smug deluxe.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, the high horse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you know. He's so competent. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he's so analytical. And he keeps all those various personalities in check. He's also well-spoken. He's had spoken. Tra- it's
2: amazing. He's erudite. And
3: if you yeah. went back and looked at him, I mean, he was an absolute lout when he yeah. played. He mm. was out of shape. He was always on it. Mm. And now he's just, you know, exactly going to the Masters. I reckon the players hate him the most. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good one. What do you think is going on here, obviously... um, I opened the show with a reference and a nod to a bygone era of New South Wales rugby league. Yes. That was under Adonicus, I believe, those bonding sessions w- became well known. I it was
3: just, that was, wasn't that, Gus? that was Gus. Gus? I, I think 2004 I think that was, the Gus was, era. Yeah. was Gus. Yeah. It was Gus. Okay. Or well, 2003, was Yeah. It? yeah. It's a two, with Gaz, I think it was 2003. Yeah, for, it was that. Was, that, yeah. was that
2: one of the ones that Gus walked right. out? Gus walked out of the press conference, got they lost, and Gus stormed off the field. He was sitting on the sideline, and he stormed off the field. He swore in the press. This is where he invented swearing yeah, at press did, conferences. he did not swearing at press
3: conferences, which can is yeah. is mimic. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Yeah. There, there, there Glory actually, days. There was a, there was actually a good story that um, Gus told about one of those bonding sessions at Coogee where Lou Rawls, uh, the great American soul singer, happened You'll to be in town. That's right. Him. Who who I once saw sang that song on the American Music Awards, but he had a cough, so you get the, you will never find...
1: And he kept going. (laughs) Who knew an
3: American Music Awards would be live, right? And Lou Rawls got on the piano, and all the boys got around Lou, and that was part of uh, a successful origin tilt. Lualls kept turning up in subsequent Origin camps. He loved it so much. Uninvited. so it's 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 kind of elusive. But I think it was five changes that were made on the back of that, or yeah. seven changes in New South Wales went on to win. That was off the back of Gus having to discipline Gaz and yeah, yeah, all right, many and the other players. Yeah,
1: so those guys actually got moved on.
3: I think for for the one game, right, they were stood
1: down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah, stood yeah. down yeah. There, yeah. that was about all that they, they received. Because it
0: was it. Uh, it was two thousand three, two thousand four, with. The, was the last back-to-back origin, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah that, that was Gus. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. For New South Wales. That was Yeah, because like, Gus invented,
2: yeah, invented, win invented winning for New South Wales. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you find something has changed in the New South Wales psyche after that hiding? Because I'll tell you, we watched the first match where it looked like we were we were going to lose in the first half. We yeah. lost the first half. Yeah. And I looked at it, and I remember thinking... How in the fuck did these guys keep turning up to the pub for eight years? Because I hate this feeling now, and we're 20 minutes into, <laughs> we 40 minutes into Origin Game 1, 2019, and I was hating every yeah. minute of it. And I know, and, and everyone was there. The, the, when they won it, everyone was there. The year before, when they thought they were going to win it, everyone was there. The Blues fans obviously keep turning up, but has something changed mm-hmm. in the psyche of the state? Because that was eight years. It's, no, it's got to do something I, to No, I man. think
2: it actually plays right into the narrative of State of Origin, which is that Queensland. Has so much fire and passion and love for Queensland, and doesn't understand why New South Wales doesn't love Queensland. So that that's where the hatred develops, and and so they you love Queensland so much, and you hate New South Wales so much that if if there was a hundred years where Queensland won every year, that hundred and first year, hundred and third year. It's not like you you know, you crack the ton, you kinda of lose concentration. They wouldn't lose concentration. They hate New South Wales that much. There'll be just as much passion and burn and verve and vigour to, to win that hundred and third and hundred and fourth. Whereas New South Wales, you know, Queenslanders think New South Wales is arrogant. Because New South Wales doesn't care. Yeah. It doesn't care. So if New South Wales did lose 103, they go, oh, gee, you know, the, the Telegraph would be sack everyone and they'd just be sacking everyone and Gus Gould would be saying after, like, he'd be two and 300 years old. He'd be saying, oh, <laughs> you need to get me back. I know how to cure this. And yeah.
3: the, it, the, the dip in ratings suggests that we're less interested because we've had recent success. Yeah. Like, the fascination is that it's a zenith when oh, we're yeah. losing all those games, you know. Why do the New South Wales players turn up at you? They get thirty grand a game. <laughs> yeah. but, but building on what Dennis said, I went to the two thousand and one out at the old. I guess they used to call it ANZ Stadium up in Brisbane. The oh, yeah. oh yeah, Super League Stadium. Oh, the QE two, yeah, yeah. yeah, which was the Alfie Langer the comeback game. QE two, and the, the, the first thing that really attracted me to that game was the mascots were life size four X beer and a beer bottle and a four X can. Yeah. Like you can't get the kiddies a drinking too soon as the as the two mascots yeah. waddled around the thing. But we were in the bleachers and they were like metal steps and seats. Yeah, they invented
1: that stadium for the Comm Games. The the Queen went there. Yeah, and Matilda in 1982
3: (laughs) with the the winking big kangaroo, right? And I saw the New South Wales boys arrive on the bus and there was sheer terror in their eyes and I wasn't imagining it. And then I learned what it was. It wasn't that Queensland supporters support Queensland. They don't. They are actively there to hate on New South Wales. (laughs) Yeah, And that is unique. That's really unique. It's much more about the other team yeah. than it is about your own team. And that's the heady formula that infuses yeah. Queensland players when they're generally under the pump. But look,
2: let's be honest. That's, that's why Canberra exists, because every other state hates New South Wales yeah. so much yeah. that they wouldn't allow Sydney to be capital, and that's why they had to make Canberra. And Sydney said, well, well we're not going to join the Federation of Melbourne's capital. Huh? <laughs> so, so everyone hates Sydney and New South Wales,
0: the whole lot. The capital, though, could never have been Melbourne. I just think that whole like that place and that state is just so detached oh, from, from the, the, the rest of this Filthy country. River. Well,
3: it's yeah. very European, That's isn't boring. it? It's mean, <laughs> boring. Yeah. It really is. It's like, it's like a theme park. I know. It's, it's like we've got to recreate a European city to make ourselves <laughs> feel, feel better about where we're stuck.
2: And they did a hell of a good job. It's got a dirty old river just like Waterloo. Yeah. <laughs> well, and sunset.
0: I suppose in the dark days of the Blues origin team, you know, in Sydney they did have the Swans who won two... Premierships in the dark days They had uh, The Waratahs That
2: also won Oh no they hadn't. That was a running joke It was devastating A couple of years ago When the Waratahs won Because that was the best joke In Australian sport When did the Waratahs Last win an Australian Rugby championship (laughs) Never (laughs) But uh, it's a trick question But damn it They won a couple of years ago I think
1: But it was It was great Relief, it was. It let off a valve, didn't it? Yeah, mm. it gave them like something sleep. to cheer about. Mm. So,
2: are you? Hang on, hang on. Just let's backtrack here. You're saying that during the New South Wales dark days, that's yes. what. Sw- are you putting a Gil McLaughlin thing? In? Are you saying this is an AFL conspiracy? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the,
0: the Queensland winning. Is I'm to- <laughs> saying that you know that became the opiate of the people. Yeah, it went from being rugby league to
2: being this hybrid game. And it's still this thing where they'll go to the SCG and they'll throw on a red and white scarf they put it outside and go, which one's Buddy?
3: Yeah, yeah. You you see, again, this is like, to me, (laughs) those things were like little sideshows. But if you're a rugby league
2: person in Sydney... You care about the premiership. You care about the premiership, right?
3: You really care about your own club. Whereas except in Queensland, I feel you care more about origin.
1: Yeah, big time. And especially, you know... um, when the Broncos kind of first got going and then Broncos and Origin was happening at the same time, we'd be winning as many premierships with the Broncos as we were winning Origins. Yeah, so yeah. It, they kind of became one of the same thing. Yeah, I, blurred. I, yeah, I do, I do the remember, same colours. Chris, you might want to
2: take your headphones off for this and walk out, but I do remember the, <laughs> the glorious moment in 1989 where I was at college in Lismore, which was half New South Wales kids, half Queensland kids. And um, all year I was going, you know, Queensland won the won the Origin that year. And pretty much when there's an Origin game, there was a fight and there was mm. blood. There was kids mm. going to hospital. Mm. And um, oh, wait. Uh, in the it, where in the, you at were uni at uni, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, beautiful. But they're all mates. Like yeah. it, it's, <laughs> you're punching on with your mates for fun. Ah. And I was saying during Origin, yeah, but this is toy town, you know. This is nothing. You've got um, you know, Elfie Langer and Wally Lewis is naughty, and you know it's just it's just nothing. This doesn't mean anything. What matters is a premiership, and the Raiders are going to win. Raiders are a tenth at this point. <laughs> like ah, oh, you're an idiot, you're an idiot. I'm wearing them wearing my Woodgers jersey, it kept going and going. As the season went on, I said, yeah, see, prem- doesn't mean anything. Then Mel Meninger wins the premiership, and the first thing he says, oh, mate, this is better than having kids. This is better than origin. This is what it's all about. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. Thank you, Mel. <laughs> from the words of a Queenslander, but that's what it's all about. Sorry, Chris, you can come back oh, sorry, in. Sorry, wasn't that the
3: year that, that we we used to play like test matches like mid-season, and so Canberra had a few good players in those days. From memory, yeah. So weren't you all from over it? you had to go. To that. Wasn't there that three test series in New Zealand during the competition, and Canberra lost all those games, and that's why you only squeaked in to the playoffs. So and, in fact, and, you were and better during, than and
2: during Origin as well. We yeah, lost a couple of players yeah, to Origin. Yeah. Yeah. It's I possible.
3: was. At, I was at that game. I always I, in, in, in that one month I broke my leg, my house was robbed, and Benny hits the crossbar. I say, break my leg again, rob my house. Just please let that go over the crossbar, and life would have been a lot better.
1: Now you, you are a long chris su- Sounds like you are a long suffering Tiger side of the merger fan. Yes. Here's a controversial opinion. You might want to take your headphones off for this as well. <laughs> as you pointed out, outside of the look booth, at the
2: look on his face. Oh, listeners, if only you could see the skepticism <laughs> on his
1: face. As you pointed He's out before to you disclosure. came into the booth, oh. that it's ironic how you guys tried to keep Wes out of the merger for so long, and then eventually they became a bit more of a grassroots powerhouse, and they've got a few more poker machines and a bit more, a um, mm. bit more money, and they're power brokers, I guess, within the merger. How about this? Considering the West Tigers, as a merger, lose all the time and aren't really that inspiring and don't really have a kind of heartland anymore, what about we put the Balmain jersey in a museum and move West Magpies to Ipswich so we can have the Western Corridor Magpies? Sorry, I didn't hear the question. I had my headphones off. I, I can tell you. I can tell you that, that, that um,
2: I have a show, rugby league the musical. Yeah. Mm. In, in that show, we have former Queensland Premier Peter Beattie, yep. and he reveals the plans are in fact to move wests to right out to Western Queensland. Ooh over to Perth, Peter hasn't come across. And also with the Tigers, his plan is to merge them with the South Queensland Tigers, who are based in Richmond, Melbourne. And that's his plan. And imagine that. Imagine that merger, having the, the Richmond Tigers, the Belmain Tigers, having Dusty. Dusty could then play Origin and he could, you know, fend off. Campbelltown Michigan. Roots. Campbelltown yeah. Roots. How good! Look,
3: I've been to Ipswich and he could use a rugby league team. There's no doubt about that.
1: It really could.
3: Um, so the team that should have gone was the team that didn't comply with the criteria ranked last South Sydney, right? (laughs) Quite appropriately kicked out. They only ended up winning a comp because they were saved by one person, Russell Crowe, who I'm looking forward to seeing play Roger Ailes in that Stan soap opera. And look, if you go into South Sydney today, it's indistinguishable from the eastern suburbs. I mean, Maroubra, de Vaucluse, they're, they're all the same. So you just extend that, and they are the Sydney Roosters, and then you've got a licence, take it to Ipswich. Take it with my blessing, because the rabbits should not be there. The and if you think if I've forgiven them for what happened in 1909 in the grand final, you'd be wrong, because yeah. I haven't forgiven
2: them. Well, you know, for a certain fact, like, Ipswich, has, Queensland, as you know, it's, it's full of artistic people, sensitive, yeah. art, like Kevin Walters, with yeah. the bottom lip wobbling. Yeah. So it, it would love, being an emotional town, the, the Jets would love to have an NRL team dropped in their backyard, wouldn't <laughs> they? They'd have plenty
1: of rabbits... <laughs> The oh, they, area, were, they, they were Charlie Frith um, was a big part. Like, I mean, Queensland for years didn't have a team in the New South Wales Rugby League, so they would support. Each town would support wherever yep. their Golden Boy went. Yeah, right. And yeah. Uh, Western Queensland sent a few down to um to the Rabbitohs. Obviously, Roma that area they all still support Roosters because of Artie Beatson. Yeah, but uh, what you're getting at now is that uh, you know Red Ferns being. Um, Zhooshed up, zhooshed up, gentrified. Yeah. Is, I reckon... Does gentrification kill rugby league at the end <laughs> yeah. of that? Like, is, that, is this the issue with rugby league? You can talk about, if you it know... does,
0: then it's completely fuck the fucking Tigers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
1: know,
2: Balmain, Balmain MacArthur region. Yeah. I say MacArthur region.
1: Balmain isn't exactly the Western Corridor, or Ipswich. Uh, no, I, not, not a I'm, lot of shipbuilding going on.
3: i <laughs> All those factories, Colgate, Palmolive, (laughs) Monsanto, all now medium density housing and people developing all sorts of health problems. (laughs) Surprisingly. But I am prepared to say as someone who works in Balmain that we are no longer the heartland of the West Tigers. I'm
1: prepared to concede that. So, but, you know, we can talk about all the things, the threats that rugby league face, like uh, ex-footballers running the books. Um, (laughs) We can talk about, obviously, the off-season from hell and... What we I think we've just scraped the surface on is a generation of players who've grown up with iPhones I don't know if this is over yet but at the end of the day does gentrification kill the game does the game the game cannot exist in nice areas it yeah. kills league and it allows <laughs> AFL to grow scourge yeah. yeah it does
3: yeah well I mean I think there's no better example of that at the moment than the concussion debate mm-hmm. and uh, I heard Jess Halloran talking about this like you know there's a American researcher said that kids shouldn't play tackle football until they're 14. Yeah. So how are you going to develop any skills if you can't tackle <laughs> under your 14? And Steve Mascord, who I think writes very uh, uh, sensitively and uh, intelligently on this subject, he has a doomsday clock around rugby league. <laughs> Five years ago, he said the game was 150 years from extinction. Now he's got it at less than 100. Yeah, it's a bit like a climate change yeah. kind of. <laughs> it's and accelerating. So, so I think gentrification, uh, you know, health research, people actually wanting to live happy and fulfilling <laughs> lives are all threats to rugby league and we are probably about 15 years away from rollerball
1: yeah, right yeah. <laughs> there, there, there'll be certain
3: humans bred purely to go into that gladiatorial short-term our necklace cottons yeah it's it's just it's like it's de evolution
0: do you think the jobs in rugby league are in danger of being automated
2: you know <laughs> If it's like, look, look. Well, the Melbourne Storm is a huge experiment in that because they are pretty much automatons, <laughs> apart from the the highly emotional, the most well, between him and Ricky for the most emotional coach Bellamy, yeah, Bellamy. because
0: thing. because yeah. you know this whole c- competition could one day turn into robot wars. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, very uh, much. Yeah, and I mean, and and you can sort of see examples at the moment of where the structural unemployment's occurring and where they're actually just creating things for people to do. So I was. <laughs> out at the very Bank West Stadium last Thursday where Benji Marshall failed to uh, do the drop restart within 30 seconds. And we're all going, oh, we've never seen that, we've never seen that. That was purely done that there's that person operating that clock has nothing to do, right? <laughs> so they just allowed that to happen once to justify that person's job. These jobs are all going. We don't need people to do any of these things because we get it wrong, human error. Yeah. There was a sin binning where a guy got back on the field a minute and a half too early, I think, in the, the mm-hmm. Penrith Warriors game. We we actually need to take the human element completely out of it. I mean, the bunker only fails because there are people in there. Yeah, yeah. But not
2: just that. Like you're saying, there's, there's job creation. Well, if oh, let's make a second referee, there's a job creation.
1: Let's put None of it works. Let's put 47 people in the every, bunker. Every, just,
3: every time you put the human element in a rugby
2: league, it stuffs up. <laughs>
1: it there was about three years in a row where the Cowboys missed out on the finals because of the oh, seventh tackle. Uh, well, the seventh tackle try also a massive it's, knock-on
2: try
3: to, that went to Manly. Hence, why was, Queensland is hating South Wales because it was a. Cons- <laughs> A Phillip Street conspiracy. I mean, the rugby league isn't in Philip Street anymore, but it's still a Phillip Street conspiracy because it's just a trope. That was the deal. The
2: deal was Queensland can have Origin, New South Wales has a premiership, so they had to keep the Queensland teams out, and that's why there was the you know the um, uh, the knock-on which was allowed to go forward as a try, and that's why you'd see Paul Green and you see. Uh, uh, what's his name? I've forgotten him. he's so long gone. The headgear, the Queenslander. What's his name? Jonathan again? Thurston? Jonathan Thurston, JT. Oh, you see, yeah. that, that old guy, you see him going...
1: That faded hack.
2: <laughs> Every press conference, when they'd be talking about the conspiracy,
1: they knew it. They knew it. Well, it, you know, it was a real blow. And I'll tell you, Bob Carter's right about a few things, but he was particularly right about this. When, when Queensland uh, had two teams in the grand final and they had to play at... All Phones Arena or whatever the hell it was in, in Homebush. And <laughs> they... Like, two Queensland teams had to play in Sydney for yeah, their grand yeah, final. Yeah. And then Qantas just does price gouging from Townsville. So, yeah, got all these, it was got all these guys in the well, nosebleeds nice with a Cobras who paid two grand one <laughs> way to get there. And they're just going to figure it out after the match. They the, might stay if they win. The last
0: grand final... and. I'm pretty sure it's the only one to be played out in New South Wales was played at QE2 in 97, wasn't it? Well, that was Super the League. Super League, Super League, So that yeah, was the yeah, parallel, yeah.
1: the Broncos beat the Sharks. Yeah. That was um, the night Scott Morrison yes. went to Yeah, Ingerdine. Ingerdine. Ingerdine.
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, I think it was the semi-final before that. Was wasn't No, it, no, they, they were saying it was it definitely the night, night of the
1: grand final.
3: was the cause night he, of the grand final. Because the Sharks had had so much frustration and he thought he'd um, finally be able to let go and... <laughs> No. You let go too early. It but didn't make it. By the, by the way, that's why rugby league is beautiful because we say it's a game built on hate. It's also basically a game built on failure. Mm-hmm. Like the premiership has 15, 16ths of the population shattered every year because they end up losing, right? And even someone who has the most glittering storied career of any coach, i.e. Supercoach Bennett, in 2015 he's one tackle away from actually they'd go, you know what, we'll make a coach an immortal, yeah. right? And or, they didn't get it.
2: Or <laughs> one, one Ben Hunt.
3: Catching the kickoff away. Nah, that's, no, that's no, right. no, no, that's, that's irrelevant. That was extra time. Adam Blair was the one who got yeah. closest. One tackle and they win the thing when he's first year back. And even Bennett doesn't get the complete fairy tale.
1: Well, and, and let's, let's not forget that this whole game effectively is played under a team, the Melbourne Storm, which is the most successful team of the last 10, 20 years. Sure who come from an area where no one really cares about rugby league. So we're all playing underneath this institution <laughs> that doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. We, You know, second place is the winner, really. That's right. That's oh, right. They have, yeah. had,
2: they have had one Victorian-born person play for the yeah, store it was all in that 25 that. years. Was that Robbie Kearns? Yeah. No, it wasn't Robbie Kearns. No, yeah.
0: they've had one person who's come up through their juniors program. Yeah, they'd won a yeah. Victorian. Uh,
1: yeah. Tonamata yeah. Maybe. yeah. Maybe? Came yeah. through the grassroots. Yeah. It might be, yeah, yeah. I do feel sorry for those Tongans and Samoan guys who... There's a big population in... Melbourne, and they don't really have much representation in the AFL. So what, what are they doing? Yeah. They're looking for footy clubs. To- well, I think
2: there's about 10,000 of them. They're the ones that go to Melbourne <laughs> Rectangular <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> it hasn't even got a name. Melbourne Rectangular, Rectangular Stadium. That's because you work for the ABC, right? <laughs> but no, that, that's what it's called. It's not, when the, um, the football did something here. was it's it? The Commonwealth Cup? Games? Commonwealth Games. Oh, no,
3: the, the, the Rugby League World Cup. No, it was, a, it was, no, it was, a, it was the Regular was Rugby World, World Cup, and they
2: couldn't use yeah, they the couldn't, name. Yeah, I think it the was the Rugby League World Cup. They couldn't they use the sponsor's name, so it's it the Melbourne Rectangular Stadium. They didn't call it, you know, Bellamy that's Stadium. His actu- that's his actual name. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a Melbourne
3: Rectangular
1: Taylor. Statement. <laughs> Fuck that's that place. That's how much Melbourne cares about it.
3: But <laughs> <What'd> I tell <laughs> you, it's Melbourne theme
1: park. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a theme park. Melbourne <laughs> Rectangular. That's actually a sledge. If, that's, <laughs>
0: that is that is so disrespectful. It's the home brand. They haven't
1: even given it a name.
0: It's ovals, Weftco. Oh, cricket grounds, you yeah. know, they've all got these... Lang these you Park, know qe yeah. If the
1: Illuminati is mystery, real... Pretty much the Gabba is dedicated to the Lions nowadays, right. you know? I know. I mean, it's just but stiff. it's still called the Gabba, though. Yeah, it still yeah. has a name, yeah. Woolen Gabba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If
3: <laughs> the Illuminati is real, and they are real, they all live in Melbourne. Yeah. Definitely. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. <laughs> Behind and, the and, and the NRL is just another plaything for them. <laughs> yeah,
1: <it is. laughs> and, and meanwhile, in the rapidly gentrifying uh, areas uh, north of Wagga, uh, people will continue to fight for that place below. North Melbourne of the Storm. Barassi line. Exactly yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today, guys. It's um, It's been good. Just quickly, tips for Wednesday.
3: Well, I'm, Boy. I, 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 I'm tipping New South Wales, but Queensland yeah. will win because uh, they're done. done. They're, they're only done done, done, done. They're not done, 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 but two duns wins you a series. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm tipping New South Wales.
2: I'm tipping the ambush. Yeah, I'm tipping that. I'm tipping this unsung bunch of ragtag nobodies from Sydney and mm-hmm. New Zealand and Tonga and <laughs> uh, even though the Port Headland boys gone, they've still got the boy from Darwin. Yeah, uh, the ragtag bunch is going to get together and beat the evil empire.
1: Do you reckon the the Darwin boy is going to be first try scorer?
2: Uh, I don't know, but he'll certainly be the first try celebrator if there's a celebration <laughs> to be had. The Darwin boy will be <laughs> the one doing it, lifting someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who do you guys like?
0: At $5, <laughs> simply cannot go past the Maroons, but as as a boy who was born and raised in Hong Kong, you know, this means nothing to me. Yeah, that's right. Really.
2: <laughs> Good luck with the protest over there, by the way. <laughs> thank you.
1: Uh, thank you for joining us. Fire up. You haven't given us your tip. My tip, I reckon Queensland are going to win. I reckon Chambers might be first try to <laughs> I reckon he's going to light up. Mm. But that said, you never know who's going to light up. The... I'll finish with this. Queensland, we don't have the Latrell folding. Like, we don't have players that fold like that. Even everyone said Ponga had a shit match last match, but he was still there. He was still at every tackle. Yep. He was still there. Luttrell goes missing. You know, uh, New South Wales players go missing. But the, the, the phenomena is people that no one talks about ever start scoring intercept full field tries the gag eye mm. Chambers it's just like I'm back at whoever we haven't been talking about to score the first try yeah Queensland's a
3: team full of Olsen <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're just amazing when they call they pull on on the extra ref- league. Yeah. they grow an extra leg
1: thank you thank you and speaking about going missing if you liked what you heard today from these dribblers you don't have to worry about never hearing from them again because they are there every week on the More Fired Up podcast uh, you can find them across all podcast platforms that's it from us this week on the Batuta Advocate Radio Show. I'm Clancy Overall. And my name is Errol Parker. Buy Baxter boots, RM Williams boots,
0: are for fuckwits.